we're working, <laughs> we're in the lab, and um, we're gonna make sure this happens as soon as possible. Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Hello, guys. It's really good to see you guys. I got to change the name of the Into Lab movie studio to the Sports Analytics headquarters. I just love the way that comes off the intro. I'm your host, Ernest Silva. That's right. Powered by Blue Collar Media Group. We've got a small group tonight. Um, one producer in the house. Shout out to Londa, who's walking up the stairs. I can hear it. And uh, officially a uh, 3 nothing game in the Phillies, Houston, for those that are actually watching baseball. In the World Series, Dre will hopefully come on and turn the tide for the Astros, but I think Bryce Harper gave the tip on what Lance McCullers is doing. Anyways, we're not a baseball show today; we're football. Uh, I'm excited. Got my co-host for season four. Let's go over to Kenny Cotterell. What's going on, Kenny? I kind of feel bad for fantasy owners of Chase Claypool today, because can you imagine that you get the alert that says, "Oh, oh hey, uh, Chase Claypool got traded away. He doesn't have to deal with Kenny Pickett anymore." And then you realize that Justin Fields is throwing to him now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the ultimate slap in the face. I'm in a group <laughs> chat where somebody's arguing, arguing literally that uh, Justin Fields is an upgrade. Also, so there's that picture of like the grandpa at Christmas where he's wearing the burgundy shirt and then he's holding another burgundy shirt that's yeah. the exact same. That's <laughs> yeah. the equivalent of going from Kenny Pickett to Justin Fields. Um, but the Lakers finally won, so I guess that's a plus and the Cowboys are rolling. So I'm excited for today's show. It's going to be a good one, three of us breaking down some of these crazy NFL trades and uh, some other stuff as well. Well, you know, you know what? I'm excited to break those down. And Kenny, Lakers, Rockets, both at one win. We're we're le- we're playing the lawn game for this season. Uh, so. You have a pick to worry about in the draft. So where is? Oh, uh, that's true. Sorry. The two Pelicans picks. with Victor Wambayana and Zion Williamson are going to look like a ton of fun. We have two picks to worry about. Thank you, Brooklyn Nets, and you guys keep doing what you're doing. You guys are playing the playing the game correctly. Uh, I'm sorry, but let me get over to my other partner here. The other sports scientist hanging around. That's right. Just Luke at Kings of Hearts 82. What's up, bruh? Oh, uh, you know, living in sports purgatory hell over here, you know, for uh, you, uh, you know, but hey, like a really nice time. Can't wait to talk about some of these trades today. And I don't know if Omar Khan like understood my tweet, but I said fire Matt Canada not trade a Canadian. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where the disconnect was, um, but I digress. We, we, I, you know, uh, Luke, you, you preach on here and I'm going to keep letting you preach as long as you need to, buddy. 
as long as you need to. We need you to get back to your uh, your good ways. You've been a little down in the dumps. Yeah, blast. <laughs> well, guys, we got some fun. Uh, we kind of alluded to it already, um, but we are going to go over the trades this week in round number one, talk a little bit about the Cowboys, because, of course, we will. Um, check in on the listener league. I know we had some wins. We had some losses. That's okay. Eric and I in a very close battle. I think it was decided by like one point. Um, and then we're going to go right into the pick them with the three of us. There might be a lot of guarantees. So get those finger waving ready. Um, but before we do that, a huge shout out to, uh, well, first off, smash the gaming. Let's go. Hashtag BCMG. That's what I'm talking about. got to go Cowboys out there. I love that feeling. That vibe is amazing. Luke is rolling his eyes because he's possessed with the cowboy blood inside of him. And uh, it's just cowboy frenzy here on ITO. Uh, let's talk about BCMG, that hashtag BCMG. If you're a streamer, you can join our wonderful BCMG stream team with some wonderful things coming up, like the Call of Duty tournament that we, Kenny and I, will be competing in in December, the championship tournament. We have two spots left. Smashly Gaming, we just featured right now. You can catch her on our stream team. She's actually trying to qualify in November, so she's going to be uh, compete. I think it's November 17th. So uh, we'll send out a clip um, and a post right after today's episode so you can join. Just DM me and we'll get you right in there with your team of four. Uh, more details to come. But our sponsor is Blue Collar Media Group. If you ever want to be a part of it, you're a podcast, you're a show, um, come join. Let me show you a little bit about what we are with Better Together. Happy Thursday, y'all. Happy Thursday. I'm your host, Andrew Kahn. This is the Boomtown Pod. Add into the lap pod is where you're watching today's stream. It is Blue Collar Game Day. I am your host. That is correct. BCMG's Better Together and the upcoming new video coming for the holiday season will feature the wonderful Kenny Cotterell. He's excited. <laughs> He's going to be on there. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> yep. Definitely, uh, definitely a possibility. Um, okay. Round one, league news and updates. Okay, so we're going to start off round one with news from around the league. Uh, we're going to start things off uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys beat down those Chicago Bears. My producer finally in studio, Orlando Mendoza, here to watch the Astros-Phillies game and hang out with today's episode. 49-29 was that score, um, um, and, and it was, it pretty, was pretty amazing. amazing. <laughs> pretty amazing. So, uh, sorry for the feedback there. Um, 4 nothing Phillies is not going well tonight. We're going to probably change the channel in a minute. Um, but, all right, Cowboys did their thing. Probably one of the best games the Dallas Cowboys have played in the past couple of years. Um, the defense did its thing on the passing side of things, gave up a ton of rushing yards, um, and the offense looked 
like the offense of old and Dak Prescott looked like he was running all pretty well. Kenny, uh, we'll start things off with you on this, right? How'd you feel about the Cowboys after beating the bears? I mean, I don't love giving up 29 points to the bears. Um, I don't understand the game plan going into that game. You know, that fields at best is going to throw for 200 yards and you just don't care about the run game at all because there's no reason why you should be giving up like over 250 rushing yards or close to like it's inexcusable as a defense. Now they did make the fortunate defensive touchdown if Justin Fields didn't quit on the play there. Um, but I do agree. It was a good win for them. Um, offense looked better. Um, we just need the two of them to combine to do well because it was a good defense, bad offense, and then <laughs> bad defense, good offense. So if we could put both of those together for an entire game, that would be great. Not that we have to worry about right, it because right. we, we have a bye week, bye week and we're picking up feedback, but I think we're good now. Um, let's, let's so I'm not too out. worried about Dallas, obviously, this week, but the following week when they actually have a game, uh, then I'll be a bit more concerned when they head into Lambeau Field. Yeah, I think off the bye week, it's going to be beautiful against the Packers. Packers struggling. Um, but I, I like to agree with you, right? Like, if you can't stop the run, then God, we're ahead in that game. Because then, who knows, in a tight one, what's happening with the clock and where we're at, right? In a close game with the Bears. The fact of the matter is, is did Hankins play in this game? I don't think so. Yeah, so maybe that's part of the plan for uh, the Cowboys defense. Maybe that's, that's part of the effort to 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 stuff the middle but um a crazy sequence with the micah parsons fumble for a return for a touchdown i don't know why fields just touches back or something jumped over him um but but the cowboys looked like the cowboys of old i mean dak was using the tight ends like he used to he was spreading the ball around the field tony pollard looks like the back that probably should be getting the bulk of run calls but obviously pass blocking and and the screenplay is probably more zeke's effort going forward um, the Cowboys just look good, and they looked in rhythm um, going into the bye week. Um, I, I'm not going to say Super Bowl or bust yet, like some people like to jump to conclusions for, um, but I am going to say that as a Cowboys fan, I'm happy with the win because the Bears are probably arguably the bottom three team in the league, and you should be killing them. Yeah. Um, and but, I mean, so- the, the thing about Dallas right now, and, and if you look at the overall landscape of the NFC – the idea has to be that you are in the NFC championship this year because Philly's going to probably have the first round by the schedules there. They're just in a really good spot to probably have a couple losses. Dallas has a few more tough games left. Minnesota. Are we really that worried about them? I know we'll talk about trade deadline and move that they made, but I mean, you're looking at this NFC with green Bay being bad, Tampa being awful. Uh, the Saints look bad. You've got the Falcons and Seahawks leading their divisions right now. Yeah. Now, San Fran obviously is a team to be concerned about. I think they're going to go on and win their division with how CMC looked this past weekend. But there's a lot of bad teams in the NFC. And I think if you're Dallas, you're not going to win the division. But if you can't beat the worst division winner this year, then I don't know what to tell you. Because... Chances are it is going to be that division. I think it's going to be the division that has the Falcons in it. I don't think it will be them. I think it'll be the Saints or it'll end up being Tampa Bay. But if you can't beat either of those teams come playoff time, then you got to look internally and say, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, I think the goal is going to be not to play San Fran. You're going to hope that San Fran ends up on the Philly side and that you're playing anybody else. And then if that's the case, 
you're in. Of course, I am higher on Minnesota. I think Minnesota is the team that's going to try to make a run, just like Dallas is. I think this is the only year they got it. Unlike Dallas with a little bit of a bigger window, I think t- this is Minnesota's year. You got a chance. So um, I do like that. Th- those odds, though, I do like Dallas against Minnesota too, though. Like I, I don't see – I like them. I like that even more than the others. So um, Skip Payless, uh, I hate calling him out on my show, but him coming out and saying NFC Championship, I think he's right. Like I would love to see a Philly-Dallas NFC Championship. Like that would be – that, those Just are the... at this juncture, obviously, there's a lot of time to figure right. it out. We still got another two months, but when you're looking at it right now, you're not worried about beating the Giants. You've already proven you can do that. You shouldn't be worried about Minnesota. Like, really, strength of schedule for Minnesota isn't there yet. Right. Now, they're going to have an opportunity to prove it down the road, but their loan test was against Philly and they got blown out. So, I'm just I'm not worried about any team besides Philly because I think Philly honestly might have the most complete roster top to bottom in the NFL at the very least in the NFC. And usually around week 10 we're doing playoff scenarios and we're looking at strength of schedule. So you'll you'll see that on ITL but Cowboys right now in the driver's seat, the NFC East in general in the driver's seat. So pretty pretty surprising um that Taylor we're calling Heineke, them. buddy. That's right. And NFC Beast, am I right, Luke? Am I right? NFC Beast? No. Oh, we can't have the beast this one time after being the least for the last decade. That's a valid point. That's a point. (laughs) Thanks for being understanding, Luke. The NFL trade deadline was absolutely bonkers. If you were watching the NBA today, it was the (laughs) NBA, but with pads on. Um, And the NFL trade deadline was at 4 p.m. Eastern. If you're wondering why so many things were coming in at the 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock, or whatever time zone you're in, it's because that was it. That was the buzzer and stuff was happening. We're going to dissect some of the biggest trades. But right before we do that, like we do all the time with fantasy football, we're going to take a message or comment from the audience. Let's go to Edward Zhang, who has a fantasy football question. I just made a massive trade. Who do you guys think won? Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Lamar. Okay, I'm going to guess that's Lamar Jackson. For Hertz, Waddle, CD, Swift, full PPR. I think it's the second team by a mile, if I'm being honest. So, okay, so we're, we're talking Hertz for Lamar. Hertz wins that one for me. Yep. The, the Evans CD matchup is my connection because you're doing Waddle for Dalvin or Swift for Dalvin. Well, yeah, second one wins for me. A second one has yeah. more PPR value by far. I just I don't love also that you whoever has Fournette and Evans. Like we're doubling down yeah. on Tampa's offense with how Tom looks right now. Yeah, that's and tough. Waddle. Like here's the thing: Tyreek's getting all the yards, but Waddle's getting all the TDs. That's so true. Yeah, that's kind of huge from a fantasy perspective. You have Dak back for CD. Swift looks like he's back to a hundred percent. The only thing you have to worry about with Swift is Jamal Williams coming in to punch in touchdowns, but Dalvin kind of has the same issue as well to an extent, not as badly, but like Madison comes in and and vultures touchdowns as well. So I just, to me, the big separator here is Hertz and Lamar because Lamar will have those weeks where it's really special, but the last number of weeks has been bad. It has not been good for Baltimore, even with them winning football games. From a fantasy perspective, Lamar has not been great. If he doesn't have the run game going where he goes and gets 80 to 100 yards, then I think you run into some issues. And and he's also got Mark Andrews hurt. Uh, I don't think he'll play this week. He also doesn't have Bateman. So sketchy weapons in Ratbird country. Definitely, definitely. I think the second team gets the win for me on this one. Um, 
think it's probably I don't think even think it's close on this. I think, I think it's a 10 15 point edge every week. Yeah. So kudos to you Edward if you're still watching which which is your team? Is it the second team your team? Feel really bad if you yeah, hoping, yeah, hoping really, if it's yeah. the, I'm hoping it's the <laughs> hurt side. We either just really it. shit on you or we just praise you. So. <laughs> I thought that was kind of polite, but maybe not. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to give like some glass half full analysis on the other side, right? Some glass half full analysis on the other side. Tampa's uh, got plenty of time to figure it out still. Ta- ta- okay, he got hurts. Okay, so I'm, uh, here's the... Okay, the so he did get okay. 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 Yeah, okay. there we go. Just for you, Edward. Just for you. All right, we're gonna, that's a yeah. BCG guarantee you won that trade. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, on the other side, right, Tampa has a lot of time, uh, and so they could figure it out, and all of a sudden they blow up. Dalvin could revert back to some old times if there's some injuries in the Vikings passing game, and... Lamar's Lamar could continue his MVP streak, but love, love, love your pickup. Great trade, Edward. Great trade. Um, And if you want some fantasy analysis, just plug them in there. Go tell your friends. We'll dissect some of the recent trades, some acquisitions, maybe some waiver wire questions you might have. But today is all NFL, the trade deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern. Let's start off with the first and probably biggest trade um, for some on the offensive side of the day. That is TJ Hawkinson going to Minnesota. Uh, the news was surprising for most if you weren't sure why Irv Smith Jr. is now on the IR. His injury, his high ankle sprain, was actually a lot worse than people thought. And so he is he's going to be out. Um, so TJ Hawkinson slides right in, an in-division uh, team that's going to make that swap. And, and all of a sudden, Minnesota has another weapon. Uh, we're going to do this starting with a rating. So I'll just do a rating 1 through 10 on how you grade the trade. Um, so to give me a one through 10 grade on the trade and then tell me, does this move the needle after that? So, uh, Luke, we'll start with you on this one. I started with Kenny on the last one, TJ Hawkinson in Minnesota. Let's rate it. And does it move the needle for you? I mean, it's like a six probably. I mean, first of all, I was shocked because it's in division in the middle of the year to a divisional opponent. I'm like, I, I rarely ever see this happen in the NFL. Um, if TJ Hawkinson can return to old form, Kirk Cousins hasn't really had a tight, I mean, Irv Smith, obviously, but, um, a tight end really in any one of his teams that he's played for in Washington or in Minnesota till Irv obviously came around. Um, if, if, if it could be Hawkinson and Irv next year, I think that's a good move in the long run. Yeah, I like that. Obviously, people might be asking themselves, where's Kyle Rudolph? Well, that's Tampa Bay. He's down in Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. He's playing yep. back up to Kate Otten, right? So yeah. uh, not a, not a, not doing stellar. But, Kenny, right. I'll go to you. Hawk to many. What are you thinking? First of all, remember that, like, one good Kyle Rudolph here? And Yeah. yeah. He, I, had him. Have, I, w- I want you guys to do one thing for me when the show's done. Go back, like, eight to ten years. Look at the tight end rankings in fantasy football. And just look at some of the names that are there. There are yeah. there are football players that you have completely forgotten about because they had oh, like yeah. one good season, and so yeah. that's you know, always we, a fun exercise. It's, it's, it's a bye week, so maybe I'll have some fun with that on Sunday. Yeah, it is right. a bye week this week, just, Ernest. Yeah, just gonna, yeah. Right. just gonna roll through. That. Um, I'm actually closer to a seven or an eight on this one, and the it's not even more so about the Hawkinson move because I like it. I, I think them getting another option in that passing game is good, but. The fact that Irv Smith is out and Thielen looks like he's missing a step. He looks like he's regressed this year. So 
it can't just be Justin Jefferson, 15 targets a game. You, I mean, he threw some balls up in that Arizona game that had no business being caught, but Justin Jefferson's just that damn good. So I think yes, this sir. just takes a little bit of pressure off him, a little bit of pressure off Thielen as well. He's questionable this week as well. So if he say, doesn't go, get a then, concussion. I mean, that that's a cause for concern. So that's why I have it at a, a seven or an eight. Now on the Detroit side, keep in mind, we, they drafted this guy in the first round in the last five years. So that's telling you how things are going in Detroit. One win Detroit that I was very high on heading into the season, and that really bothers me that they still only have <laughs> one win. But, yeah, man, tough times in Detroit when you give up, like, 40 points consistently. Right. Defensively, right. they're a nightmare. Yeah, I think I think for me, I was high on Minnesota to start the year, and I'm going to continue to be high. I like what the offense has shifted with, getting the Chargers' offensive scheme into the Minnesota offense. Um, I think it was perfect for what they want to do. Madison's been a disappointment this year, but I think his trade requests have kind of honkered down that they're just going to ride Cook out for the year. And and then you have this this situation with with Thielen. So who knows, right? Who knows what's going to end up happening? Um, now I am going to grade the trade an eight for many. I think that this is a fantastic trade because you get a playmaker down the middle. Um, most teams who make deep runs need to have that playmaker down the middle. And I, I love what TJ Hawkinson brings to the table. He's my fantasy tight end. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in purple. Um, but before I go on to the, and it does move the needle a bit for me. Uh, I think it just makes the offense a little bit more dynamic than what Irv Smith could do for it. Um, the the uh, coach peanut making his regular appearance here. Uh, Brandon Cooks to the Browns. Super Bowl, here we come. Uh, I'm guessing he's speculating the fact that he's probably going to get cut and then the Browns will sign him. Uh, I don't know if him and Deshaun want to rekindle. Um, I do know Brandon Cooks tweeted out that he had, you know, shit on the organization or whatever you want to say. Um, so who knows? Um, I guess we're going to look in to see if that's a legit thing. But Coach Peanut, uh, good luck. Oh, oh, wait. Coach is saying, no, we traded a second round pick for him. Is that a legit trade? He did not get traded at the deadline. That is a okay. false report. Sorry, coach. You did not get him, but maybe if he gets cut, he ends up being a Brown. Um, but we'll look into that. Let's move on to another in-division trade. Uh, well, not an in-division trade, but another division rival for you, coach. But that's right. Chase Claypool gets sent to Chicago. We joked about this offset, but we're going to go ahead and make a comment on it. Um, Chicago obviously thinks with getting in Keo Harry and now bringing in Chase Claypool, they're just going to surround it with some speed. Uh, just keep it fast. Chicago apparently trying to make some sort of run here. I've already said my thoughts on Chicago. They're probably a bottom three team, but they are three and five in a division that's controlled by Minnesota. Um, so Kenny doesn't like anything that I'm saying. It does not move the needle at all for me. I don't think Chicago is going to make the playoffs. I don't think Chicago can make a run, and that's coming from somebody who is usually pretty optimistic about the Bears. Um, I like the trade. If you really feel like you're going to get a future with with you're going to get more offensive linemen in the draft. You're going to continue to scheme for fields. I think speed does mean a lot, and the Bears maybe in the next two three years look something legitimate of a playoff team, but it's not this year. Kenny, how do you feel about this trade? I mean, it doesn't move the needle at all because the Bears still stink. It's just more so like long term. We're actually going to get a fair barometer by year end of whether Justin Fields can be a starting quarterback moving forward, because that was the knock all all off season long was they did nothing to help him. They let Allen Robinson walk. They didn't address any of the receiving issues that they had. Now Claypool, he's a what top forty wide receiver in the NFL, forty ish. 
40 ish. So like that's an addition. Um, he's kind of one a one B with Mooney. That's just, I, to me, they're kind of in that same class, but fields has been making plays with his legs anyway. So I don't know how much this does it, but I don't know. Also, I read pro football focus right now. I'd put out a tweet that he did not get traded. So unless I've missed something then I don't think that he was dealt, but to me, the, the Claypool moves fine. Um, we maybe see Justin Field finally throw for 225 yards in a game because I don't think he's come close yet this year. So that would kind of be where I'm at with this one. It's like a, it's a two for moving the needle, but it's probably a five for like, thank God they have a receiver and I don't have to think about Cole Komet getting as many targets. I think the real winner at all, this is probably George Pickens is why I wanted to go to you just Luke uh, Claypool leaving. I think there was some tension, right? With like playing time and targets. So that gives Pickens and, and Pickett kind of the green light, right? To start building that. Yeah. Um, obviously they didn't resign Juju because of all of the TikTok stuff, whether anybody cares to say it was a distraction or not, it's a distraction. Yeah. Chase Claypool has a TikTok following. He has a social media following. It is a distraction. Don't care what anybody says. Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan feel that it was a distraction. So George Pickens obviously forces them to make a move and to get a second round pick for Chase when I thought maybe a fourth. Uh, you know, that's I I would have pulled the trigger every time. I would have. And honestly, having Deontay, George, Steven Sims has looked really good so far this year. Um, I have no problems with Miles Boykin either. Um, right now, if the season ended, the Steelers would have the fourth, the 33rd, and the 46th pick in the draft, something like that. Um, so I, for me, that's fine. It's fine by me. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what you guys do. I I like your setup in Pittsburgh. I think the future is pretty bright, especially with so many high picks for next year. Just intriguing to see what you guys end up doing, and if your head coach remains. All right, that's a big one. It might have been a blessing in disguise the TJ situation early in the year, just because yeah. he might have won you too many games just with his individual brilliance. And this trade, I happen. hope that he plays the full schedule next year, but. If you're Pittsburgh, do you even bring him back if he's healthy late in the year? Or do you no, just say shut no. it down? No, after But how after do you tell the, him that? I guess would be after, the only thing. After the Cleveland loss and going down 0 2 in the division, I pretty much felt we need to call it right there. I mean, a torn peck, then you got your knee scoped in the same month. It's just, what's the point? You're going to come back in two and a half months and we're already out of the division race i mean you could, yeah two. division and conference like you have no chance yeah. to, to make it why like, make like you the could run? be sitting on three wins and then he comes back for a game or two and ruins it by going and winning you a game or two yeah, right it's like damn it why we're it's a couple like, games away from me and legit we're you're hindering us tj yeah it, it, omar khan has a lot of decisions to make at the end of the year um obviously i don't believe matt canada will be back um, the Steelers have a firm belief in not firing people midseason. So, you know, we're kind of stuck for the rest of the year on where we are. Um, but I'm telling you right now, Mike Tomlin is not safe. 
three playoff wins since the early 2010s. Um, and they haven't been good play. They haven't been good playoff losses either. Mm-mm. And you know, people kind of scoffed when we when we got Brian Flores as like a special advisor. But it would not surprise me if he comes down out of the box and becomes the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It would not surprise me. Yeah. Yep. Roethlisberger's eating Roethlisberger's with smiles. Let's go to Miami. Miami made some trades today. That's right. Bradley Chubb, though, was the big one. Bradley Chubb heads to Miami, and Chase Edmonds goes to Denver. And a very surprise Edmonds move after I dropped him in every league. I don't think I would have picked him up anyways. But uh, Bradley Chubb to Miami is very interesting. Um, And a lot of players in Miami were very happy about it. It looks like Miami's making that run to go this year. This is their run. Um there's a lot of talent in the AFC. So there's a very, a very, very steep race. Miami to you guys after this trade is top what in the AFC? I'll start with you, Luke. Um, I would still say they're a top five team. I think that's easy to say. Top three, no. Top five, yes. Um, they've strictly made that Bradley Chubb move to neutralize Josh Allen as much as possible. Uh, at least that's my thoughts on it. They, they needed somebody to get to Josh Allen. Christian Wilkins is good. The obviously Xavier Howard in the back end shuts down a lot for them. Mm-hmm. They just haven't been able to get good pressure with that defense. And now if Bradley Chubb stays healthy, it's a good pickup. Yeah. Now, okay, let me get Kenny's thoughts. I'm going to ask another question real quick before we move on to the next one. Kenny, your your thoughts. Miami is a top what in the conference? To me, this matches what Baltimore did the other day. Because number one is Buffalo, number two is Kansas City, and then you have everybody else. And Baltimore was around three to five. They hopped up to three when they got Roquan. Now mm-hmm. Miami causes some doubt there where maybe they're the third best team. And you know what? Maybe they get lucky. Maybe they avoid Buffalo and Kansas City and they have a chance to go to the AFC Championship. Now, I don't think any team can beat either of those two teams because I don't think that they can match them offensively. But this move for Miami just solidified them as in the top four because Agreed. I think it's those, the, them, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Buffalo – that's your top four. <laughs> Forget about the Titans winning their division. Like, congrats. But, man, you're going to be really upset when you have to play Miami, probably. That's, that, that's about to say. So that, that's where I was going to go with it, right? If you look up matchup-wise, it's probably Miami-Tennessee locked in now. Like, that's that's. But Tennessee it. might win too many games. That's what's crazy. Because that division is so bad. Yeah, it's garbage. It's garbage. It, it, it would get Other to the than point Sam where, Ellinger and the Colts. But, that was very But, good. like, let's say it's Baltimore. Baltimore wins the division, right? Because Kansas City is probably going to win the West. Buffalo will win the East. They both have a ton of wins. Tennessee doesn't have a tough division. They'll have a ton of wins. It could be the Bengals or Baltimore getting Miami, which is a slap in the face. It is. Yeah, absolute slap in the face. That's a loss to the home team. I think just think whoever gets Miami that first round is just going to be a loss at this point, unless Buffalo slips. Or something like yeah. that. Like that'd be crazy. Um, but okay, so that was gonna be my next thing was about matchups. But let's do some honorable mentions before we talk about the last key acquisition of the day, and then we go into our pick 'em. Um, 
just some honorable mentions. Calvin Ridley traded to Jacksonville. Goodbye, Christian Kirk, next year. But for this year, he is out for the season. So nobody go and try to get him off waivers today. He's hey, not I'm playing. In a keeper league. I'm just saying. Well, if you're in a keeper league, look up your rules on what it means to keep a free agent pickup. So just. Well, it's my league, so I make the oh. damn rules. But <laughs> <laughs> you can put him in the 12th. He's down to the 12th. Um, to- uh, Kadarius Tony earlier in the week got traded to Kansas City. A sneaky good move if that works out. We get a speedster that's elite and playmaking on the field for Patrick Mahomes. I think that moves the needle a bit. And uh, Rokon Smith goes over to Baltimore um, after crying at the podium. He's now gone. Um, I will I will say this. I think all these teams make smart moves. I thought there were a lot of smart trades today. But the most intriguing trade of the day for me I think I know what you're doing, yeah. Was Buffalo. I think the last trade of the day was the most intriguing trade out of all of them. Naeem Hines to Buffalo for a number of reasons. One, doesn't he just fit like a glove into a a running back pass-catching system? I mean, arguably one of the best pass-catching running backs in the game, and you put put him with a quarterback who loves to throw the ball 50 times a game? Like, Like, that is... That is like elite level offensive fits like a puzzle piece to me. And Buffalo, I think, just gets so much stronger on a day where we thought there won't be a lot of action. There was like 18 trades, like the most crazy thing. And the two teams that I thought would probably make a move in Dallas and Green Bay didn't do shit. So we have we have this. Um, Kenny, Naeem Hines. I know I think I think you like Hines, right? How'd you feel about this trade? I like Hines, and I think once CMC they they heard the asking price. They're like, no, nah, we're good. Like, we're not willing to give up that much for CMC because he would have been the perfect back in that system. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. But they're also probably worried that CMC might take away from Josh Allen's passing TDs. So maybe that's why they didn't make the trade because they want him <laughs> to win MVP. But I do think that Hines is a good move. They traded away Zach Moss, which like to be honest, <laughs> I was shocked he was still on the roster. So I was like, oh, okay. So he'll probably just get cut right away. Um, or not get carries behind Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think he's the perfect option in that offense. They'll use Singletary to pound the rock, and then they'll bring in Hines to do the receiving back stuff, and James Cook just kind of fit him in wherever you care in garbage time. So I think it's a good move. It's not a needle needle mover or anything like that. Offense mm-hmm. is always going to be terrifying. Yeah. And the way that they've, they've kind of adopted the Kansas city offense of having like end arounds with Isaiah McKenzie. And they do the same thing with Crowder at times. And, you know, they get pretty gimmicky at times. Um, so that's, that's why I really want Buffalo and Kansas city again in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm itching for these two to square off once again, because those are the best games to watch. Like the ultimate championship series would be Buffalo, Kansas city, Philly, Dallas. And that would be like the best championship weekend for me. Like that's just, that would be heaven for this year. Uh, Luke, for you, Naeem Hines to Buffalo. What do you think about the three-headed monster now in the Buffalo backfield? <laughs> they monster. they needed, <laughs> I don't know about that, but more like. What's that monster? Like one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like one and a half. Um, I mean, I think this proves that I mean, they need another person besides Josh Allen to run the football. I mean, they have struggled heavily and mightily with not running the ball, not named Josh Allen. They needed somebody else. It's just they needed it. So, honestly, it really wasn't (laughs) – 
Uh, Coach, I love your fandom. Honestly, it really wasn't that much to really give. Uh, Buffalo, I think it's a win-win for both teams, honestly. And Hines is going to be really happy going from the Colts to Buffalo. Yeah, he definitely goes from one elite quarterback to another. So um, he'll, I'm he'll shocked, really... honestly, that Ellinger didn't get pulled on Sunday. So I would call that a win that he uh, didn't get pulled in his first start. Uh, guys, that ends our analysis for round one. Um, I will say this. We're going to go right into our pick um, our prime time way too early pick and With just three of us, we really spent the majority of our time in round one. So let's run right through pick them right after this commercial break. Round two, weekly pick'em and game outlooks. All right, round two, prime time, way too early. NFL pick'em, here we go. Week number nine, let's dive right into it. Texans versus Eagles, Thursday night football. Eagles 14-point favorites on the road. Do the Texans even have a team? Like, let's just let's just put that out there. Um, speaking of Texans though, Brandon cooks, probably not playing in this game and probably getting cut. I don't know who picks him up. I just know there are rumors to Cleveland, Dallas, and green Bay. Nobody got the trigger pulled and he is now an unhappy white veteran wide receiver in Houston. With that being said though, Houston 14 point underdogs to start this one off with Kenny Cotterell. Man, this is such a gross line because <laughs> Houston stink. Like they stink yeah. so bad, but they're at home and two touchdowns. That is a lot of points. I'm going to pick, obviously I'm taking Philly money line. Cause if you're not taking Philly money line, then wow, you're in for a big payday. If the Texans win, um, I'll take them to win and cover reluctantly cover because man, that is so disgusting to see minus 14 on the road. Any, what's your breaking point for this game? Is it 10, nine and a half? Like where I feel comfortable. Uh huh. If somebody says, "Hey, I like the Eagles so much, I think they'll cover," but I don't. I want to give myself a baseline. Where are you telling them to put the money? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. That's why I went there. I'm at nine and a half. Touch, Luke, touchdown and field goal. Yeah, I'm there too. I'm there because I'm t- to me, they could be leading by seventeen, and then they give up a late. It's like the Tennessee game. They they were up two scores on Houston, and then. Suddenly they they score a garbage time Damian Pierce touchdown and then it's a full TD game. So Coach Peanut says that Brandon Cooks wants to play with the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. Next, <laughs> Luke, I'm I'm sure you're taking the Eagles in this one, which would be our first yeah, PCMG I mean, guarantee. Uh, but <laughs> what's your spread count? Uh, I don't like eleven was hard for me last week, and I still said that they would cover 11 and they ended up covering barely, but they still covered 11. It's just, but Davis Mills is not good. That offense is not good. Uh, like I get worried that it's a Thursday night or two. And I know. it's, it's a short week. Like, I, ugh, it's a short week. Like, I, I don't know. But I mean, this is a Miles did, Sanders game. Well, that Eagles defense looked could be in every person now. game. So <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, but I'll I'll stick with the Eagles and they'll cover. But oh fuck, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a nail biter. With you're the, like with me, where you cover. just cannot get yourself to say that the Texans can keep this. I game. can't. 
I mean, two – I would laugh – if you would have told me this at the beginning of the year that I was taking a two-touchdown favorite, I'd have fucking laughed in your face. I never laughed. This could legitimately be Buffalo, and I would be like, oh, Eagles. I, I can do it. Eagles minus nine and a half is the first BCMG guarantee. Mark yeah. it down on your parlays. Kenny's keeping track so he can give us the odds at the end of the night. <laughs> Philadelphia minus oh, nine and a half. Spread minus nine and a half on that one. Oh, let's go to our noon game. Commanders versus Vikings in a game which the Vikings are three and a half point favorites on the road. Another road team favorite in our primetime slot. Uh, I'll start this one off because I'm pro Vikings this year. I think the Vikings with their newly formed tight end get into the end zone early. I don't think they look back. I think the Vikings win this game handedly. Um, I do think the Commanders will make a run, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Very similar to the Cowboys-Bears feel. Um, taking the Vikings to win this one 28-17 and handedly. Luke, who you have in this game? Uh, Vikings 21-14. There we go. We got another spread pick there, Kenny. I'm taking the Commanders this week. All right, give us a reason. It's for all the reasons that I said about Minnesota earlier, where... I just don't know if they're this good. I think that they're a good team in the NFC, but barely beating Chicago, you beat Detroit when they stormed back and almost beat you in that game. You didn't win convincingly against Arizona, despite that offense looking putrid at times. And there's something about Taylor Heineke where he just wins football games, and I don't get it because Wentz played better than him before he got hurt. (laughs) And they weren't winning. But when he goes out there, it's like Terry McLaurin flexing on all of Indy. First of all, that was like my highlight of Sunday was Terry McLaurin catching that ball and basically just being like, this is my city. Like that is a great moment for Terry McLaurin. So I'll take them to win that game. It's not going to be pretty if it happens (laughs) because I think Washington's really only capable of putting up 24 points at the most but I'll take Washington in this one. Yeah, I got to love it. Kenny always taking those crazy picks. Kenny actually hit on three of his five upset picks last week. So <laughs> yeah, you Houston follow, was one of them. <laughs> if, you follow, if you follow those, you did, you did have some bad picks, but, but follow that. Uh, and anytime you mention Minnesota on ITL, you're going to hear this from Kenny. A fraud! That's right. Never, never. I like Minnesota. Way. I got money I on Justin so. Jefferson for he's offensive player against, of the year. He has picked against Minnesota. I just want the record to be shown four out of eight games this year. Four out of eight games. They're six and one, Kenny. Well, yeah, but I, Philly had to have been one of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, Philly. Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. picking Minnesota. Nope. That was the upset pick. You actually picked Minnesota. <laughs> Oh, okay, so I just don't pick Minnesota well? Okay, well, then it's probably Vikings minus And And one of them was definitely a primetime game. So this is just, it's not crazy, right? It's not crazy. Game of the week is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorites versus the Los Angeles Rams in a game where I don't even know if people care anymore about these two teams. That's been kind of crazy, right? Represented the NFC two out of the last three years in the Super Bowl. Um, Okay, guys, let's go right through it. Tampa Bay looked very good last week a primetime slot game. Um, and you saw Tom Brady look a little vintage in his execution. Um, and I think this is one of Kenny's uh, upset picks that he got right. So we'll go with you, Kenny, first on this Tampa Bay versus Matt Stafford primetime game of the week. I'm going to take Tampa, but as of now, I'm under the assumption that Cooper Cup won't go on Sunday. 
he is questionable for this week. The thing is, the LA Rams have no run game taking on a Tampa team where to beat them, you just have to run the ball effectively. Right. And Baltimore proved it. Carolina proved it. And I just don't think that they have the run game to do it. So I'm going to reluctantly pick Tom, but I will take them to win. And because it's two and a half, I have to say cover as well. Because I feel like it's a cop out if you say they're not going to cover. Two I agree. Half. I agree. I'm actually riding the exact same train because if you can't run on Tampa at all, I don't think you have a chance of beating that team. Because their so... secondary is not that bad. And no. the fact that you don't have Cup either, and he, what's he going to do? Throw it to Allen Robinson a million times and Tyler Higby? Well, Jefferson's back too. I don't know. I just think it's gross. You just you'd have to say, "Hey, I really like Matt Stafford." So really, only Denny Lennon and California people are saying that today. Maybe some Detroit. I think Mama Bear. Shout out Mama Bear. Nineteen twenty. You're probably saying Stafford can get it done, but the world is picking Tom Brady. Luke, who you got in this game? Uh, I'm picking Tampa Bay. Um, if they got to figure it out, they got to figure it out this week. They got to get it figured out. Uh, this is a get right week. They have to. They have to get back on track. They're in that division race. The Just think about this. The winner of that Atlanta-Carolina game would have been – the well, they are the division leader at 4-4. Four and four. The next one were 3-5 and five all the way across the board. Like, they're still in it in that division. It's Absolutely. the most winnable division probably right there. So they yeah. have to get this one this week. No cup. Matt Stafford's a turnover machine. Their offensive line's bad. No run game. And I'm honestly, they they lost on Christian McCaffrey, and they're taking a loss this weekend because they just can't run the ball. And for a Sean McVay offense, that's bad. How can you not go out and make a move at the deadline if you're the Rams? They're they're like my top three most disappointed to not make a move they today. Mu- they must be very cap restricted though. Like they probably couldn't afford. But you could well, have they traded they can't have in that deal. Yes, that's true. They can't have, they can't have room, and they don't have picks. Like they, they just don't. And I, I don't, I don't even think going out and getting Odell fixes the problem. He doesn't Their even offensive play there. line is so bad. How do you not even call Cleveland and say like, "Hey, Kareem Hunt, we'll send yeah. you Cam Akers back as a backup, and we'll throw in a pick with it." Yep. You're telling me that doesn't get it done. And then you have an elite running back because Kareem Hunt is still an elite level running back that is not getting opportunities in Cleveland because Nick Chubb is a stud. Yep. How do you not make those calls? They should have. They should have. That's our second BCMG guarantee. Wave those Brandon fingers. Brandon Cooks, let him play a running back. <laughs> I mean, gosh, shit, right? He may he, be back after he gets he cut. He might be. <laughs> Matt Stafford has been set. The Matt biggest Stafford question that we have set. on the show this week, where's Marlon Mack? That's, that's a fantastic yeah. question. Um, Marlon Mack wins wins you fantasy leagues and he wins you a Super Bowl. These are proven stats. And Brandon Cooks. This is true. And Brandon Cooks. And Matt Stafford's been sacked 24 times in eight games. You would think that Aaron Donald was playing against him every week and he's on every week. (laughs) He literally doesn't practice, but that's a BCMG guarantee. All right, we're rolling right through this. What a great plug. Sunday night football is a game to watch. The Chiefs, 12 and a half point favorites against the Titans. What the hell is this spread? 12 and a half point favorites against the Tennessee Titans at home. Um, And what we're probably guessing, Ryan Tannehill is out again. And that they think Patrick Mahomes is just going to throw all over this team. 
And uh, you're talking about two division leaders, and it's a 12-and-a-half-point game. This is the most disrespectful line of the entire year. I don't even care about the Tannehill situation. They have won five straight games. It is. This is not a Titans team that is coming in playing poorly. Like, they didn't look great against Houston, but they got it done. They beat the Colts twice. They beat the Raiders. Those are some quality wins. And you are 12 and a half points. Wow. I will start this one off. I say Chiefs money line on this game. I take Titans and 12 and a half if I'm including it on a parlay because this will be a closer game than 12 and a half points. It will be a one, it will not be a one score game going towards the latter part of the fourth, but a backdoor cover. And I absolutely believe that this game is close. Um, I, I, I just want to reiterate, this is a very disrespectful line to the Tennessee Titans. They're going to come in here with a chip being this far down. Um, I believe, I believe that uh, the running game will get established and you'll be surprised by how good Tennessee plays in this game. Uh, Chiefs win this one 34, 27 in a, a game where Tennessee backdoor covers. Go ahead, Luke. Um, I, first of all, people need to stop bagging on Malik Willis. All right. It was his first week guys. Agreed. Like, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> and they traded AJ Brown for Traylon Burks pretty much. <laughs> okay. Like, let's be honest. That's what pretty much happened. Okay. Um, I can see King Henry probably just dicing up Spag's defense for real. Absolutely. Uh, um, I think like a 27-20 game, 27-17 probably. Chiefs win, Titans cover. That's probably what I'm thinking. I, is Kadarius Tony playing in this game? Probably. Probably. It's going to be amazing. I can already see it happening. Go ahead, Kenny. What you got? Like I'm taking Kansas City money line. Oh, that's such a gross number again. Like, I would play this at probably six and a half. I, I would take them to win by a touchdown. I could, definitely couldn't go any further than that. Um, the weird thing is the Chiefs have the third. They give up the third least amount of rushing yards per game. But they also haven't played a lot of great running backs. They've played a lot of teams that love to throw the hell out of the football. So I don't know how this is going to look. I will take the Titans to cover reluctantly. But keep in mind, this is the same Titans team that last year they were heavy underdogs when they played Buffalo. And they came up with probably one of the upsets of the year when they beat them. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the Chiefs win, but I'm with you where I think it's very close. Even if it is Willis, I think that they'll figure out a way to keep it tight. I agree. I like Tennessee. I like, I'm sorry, Kansas City minus six and a half. I can dig that. Luke, are you, are good, you good with, with that? Six and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right. That's a BCMG guarantee. Write it in, guys. That's our third guarantee, right? That's our third one. Kansas City minus six. Now let's see those fingers in the air and wave them like you just don't care. That's a BCMG guarantee on ITL for our way too early pick. Our final game before our fire round picks Saints versus Ravens. Saints at home playing against the Ravens. Ravens minus three. Uh, most people would say this game is going to be pretty good. But for those who say, I'm not watching this game, we only have one thing to say to you. It may be funny to you, motherfucker, but it's not funny to me. Okay? 
That's right. Good luck, Beto. I know early voting is almost concluding here in Texas. We wish you the best. But that's right. We have what's possibly going to be probably a, one of the top five games of the week. I think you're going to see Saints really pushing as they actually still have a chance in that division. And the Ravens showing off what they can on the road. Uh, we start this one off with you, Kenny. Who do you like in this game? And how do you, what do you think you're going to be seeing from the new look Ravens as no Rashad Bateman, Rokon Smith joining the fold, Isaiah likely being a breakout, probably Kenyon Drake getting the start. What are your thoughts? Probably no Mark Andrews as well this week. True. I am taking Saints money line on Monday night football. I like the fact that they're at home. Yes, I think Smith's going to make the defense a little bit better. But let's not forget that these are the stats for that defense right now. They're 20th in points given up per game, 25th in yards, 28th in passing yards. And the Saints have actually done a pretty good job as far as throwing the football with Andy Dalton. I think he's actually been a very good quarterback this year for them. So curious to see if they'll finally get Michael Thomas back, even if they don't. Chris Olave has been phenomenal. They finally got Kamara going as well. So I just think this is a bad spot. Ravens are really banged up. Um, they do have the extra time for this game because they haven't played since Thursday, but I don't know if that will necessarily be a great thing for them because none of these injuries are just going to yeah. go away by the time Monday rolls around. So I think they won't have enough weapons to get it done against the Saints on the road. Luke, how are you feeling about this game? Uh, this one's a tough one just because I think the Ravens need it more. Um, with Cincinnati struggling, no Jamar Chase now for Cincinnati. You know, Cleveland just laid the wood to them last night. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's I think the Ravens need this more. Getting Roquan Smith helps, but that secondary is still bad. They miss Wink Martindale, and I never thought I would say that, but they, they do. They used to blitz a lot. It Yes, it put them on islands. But they were getting sacks. They're not getting mm-hmm. sacks. They're not getting pressure this year. And that's the that's the big difference. Um, and then you look at the other side of the ball, like the Saints really aren't out of that division yet. Like they're still relatively okay in that division. Um, I think the Ravens need it more. So I'm just – they haven't let me down so far. So I'm well, they go let the you Raptors. down every time they win. <laughs> yeah, I know every time they win, they let me down, but they haven't let me down and pick them. So I'm going to go with the Ravens, and they're going to cover. Uh, they did let you down last week because we both had the they Ravens did. and they lost. Um, they but did. and it, it wasn't very nice. But uh, I took Tampa too, so it's fine. I just shut the sink because it pissed me off. But uh, so you're going Baltimore to cover. Yep. He's taking Baltimore minus three. Um, we are, we are all a little different here, but I am taking Baltimore to win this game money line. I don't know if they're actually going to cover the three. I think that's a, that's a Vegas trap. Yeah. They had to, it's a Vegas trap. I'm going to say that, uh, Baltimore plays this game pretty well. I'm going to say Harbaugh calls a good three quarter game and the saints have a, a lead and the, the Ravens get bailed out by Lamar Jackson with the, the game winning field goal by none other than Texas legend, uh, Tucker himself. So um, I, I'm excited for this game. I actually am looking forward to this game. I have it as one of my top five games of the week. And um, I'm hoping that we're going to see a thriller. I hope Olave goes for like 10, 220, and three. And uh, for my fantasy team purposes. And then we we can call it on this bipocalypse week um, what it is. Well, right. That the Also, the other thing is, how do the Ravens not make an offensive move? 
for something. That's, that, it was another. How it was another top five spot for Cooks. Yeah. For something. That, that, mean, now they must have been of the opinion where they were going to wait until the very end when nobody signed him. They're like, "Well, he's going to get cut. We're a prime yeah. contender for him to go to." It must be. It must be. It must be. Him yeah. and other I, teams that need a wide receiver. <laughs> I I was yeah. talking to a colleague, and we'll go to our final round, fire round picks. But I was talking to a colleague about Cooks, and I was like, "Man, I don't know how Dallas hasn't made the call. Like, how has Dallas not made the call?" And and uh, then the report came out that Dallas did make the call. They did. They just yeah. couldn't land on anything. They're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, not this time, Jerry. Go take your showers, you perv. Go All right. talk about Zeke more in press conferences. Oh, Jesus my God. <laughs> if you didn't know this, we do have a stream team. You might have seen Coach Peanut Mama Bear smash the game in inside of our common areas. But check out what they really mean to BCMG with this short break. Jack and his little pills. Jack feeling down and that's pretty bad. Let's go. Oh, yo, clip that. Clip that headshot. Nice. Oh. Uh, a pistol. What? <laughs> okay, that ain't count. Right. Oh. Oh, 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 Let's I go. Got Baby clutch it up. Yeah, I like it. What? No way! Did that precision just kill me? Let's go! Oh, nice. Papa. Papa with the clutch kill at the end. Let's go! Oh, I missed. That was bad. Got him. Nice. Man, I'm going to go steal their shit. Uh, that is definitely orange. green. You're dumb and it's orange. Uh, we're both wrong, Red. <laughs> I could get that solo if I tried it a couple times, but we'll, we'll come back to it. I'm fucking dick right now. Holy shit. Like, I fucking suck right now. Yeah, I can go. Huge shout out BCMG stream team join today, slip into my DMs or just go into bluecollarmg.com and uh, send in your uh, request to join the team. All right, guys, fire round picks are next. We're going to go right to them after we get our intro. So let's cue it. Round three. What's cooking in the lab? Round three, fire round pick. A big shout out to It's Raid and Merc. Mark Guajardo, we appreciate all of your wonderful videos and intros and preludes. And, you know, some people like to complain, but... It may be funny to you, motherfucker, but it's not funny to me. That's right. It is not funny to uh, shout out Beto again. Early voting. Go get your votes out, Texas. All right. Bears versus Dolphins. First pick, Dolphins minus five. Bears at home. Let's go around the room. Let's fire round pick it, guys. Kenny. Fins. We got Dolphins. Yeah, I'm not taking the Bears. 
Add that to your BCMG guarantee. We're not going to run the video to the very end. Here is we it go. Just money line or are we taking the spread? I am good with minus five. I'm good with minus five. Okay. We just got to boost those odds, boys. Are you in minus five, Luke? Yeah. 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 You're in. All right. Let's go. Jets versus Bills. Bills 13 point favorites on the road against the Jets without Brees Hall. Um, very interesting line. Another, I think, disrespectful line to a defense playing pretty well for the season. Luke, your first. Bills. Bills. Kenny. I would take Bills money line. I have Bills money line as well. Any spreads worth it to you all? Nah. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm going to take a division. The gross line. road division game that could end up being like 23-20, but yeah. the Bills yeah. still win. I have I have Bills 24-20 in this game, so we're right around the same but area. But we could also see them winning 35-7 to because Zach Wilson. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Also very true. Just, <laughs> just going to say, 24-20 is where I'm going to stick my, my I money. I just juiced those parlay odds with that <laughs> minus 700, boys. We're really rolling here. BCMG guarantee Bill's money line on that one. If I didn't ring before, I am now. For those listening on the radio, the light is bright. Here we go. Falcons versus Chargers. Chargers off the bye week. Falcons riding high on that overtime win, which they shouldn't have never won, which we didn't even talk about. But we let's not even go there. MVP Jay Walker doing great things. Chargers minus three. I'm just going to start this one off. Justin Herbert gets a get right game. This is Chargers. Uh, I'm going to take Chargers to win this one by nine. So Chargers with the spread if we decide to go that way. Kenny. I got to go Chargers money line straight up. I My line is minus three and a half, but even at minus three, I just think that's a push waiting to happen. Well, I am good with Chargers money line. Luke? Uh, Chargers, they finally got some rest. A well-deserved rest. Good job, Chargers. That's a BCMG guarantee. Wave those fingers in the air like you just don't care. We are rolling through fire round picks, and we go right to New England. Shout out to Steve, the General Reisner. Patriots minus five and a half versus the Ellinger Colts without Naeem Hines or Jonathan Taylor in this game. Uh, this Patriots is minus five and a half. This, this is a snoozer. Oh, this is a snoozer. snoozer. I think it's snoozer. snoozer of the week. Oh, let's snoozer. run it. Patriots versus Colts, the official snoozer of the week for ITL. We start this one off with Luke. Luke, who you got? Uh, Pats. Give me the Pats. Patriots with the win here. Kenny. Before I catch heat from Steve for it, calling it snoozer of the week, the over underlines at 39. No other team is below 40. That makes them snoozer of the week by default. But I will take Patriots money line. Are we rolling five and a half? No. God, no. We are taking New England money line. Add that to your BCMG guarantee. Get those fingers ready. Here it is. The light is on. Swing those fingers around. We have our parlay building Patriots money line. Added that parlay. Takes us to another divisional game for this week. Lions versus Packers. Another road favorite. Packers minus three and a half. No more TJ Hawkinson in Detroit, but Swift is back to full health. And the Packers stand pat at the deadline. Um, I'll start this one off. I am reluctantly taking Green Bay money line in this game. I think Rodgers wins against a division foe, even if it is on the road, taking Packers to win. Luke. Man, this is an ugly, ugly game. Ugly game. Um, I think Alan Lazard's going to play this week, so give me the Packers. Two Packers picks, putting Kenny in precarious situation. Kenny, who you have in this game? 
I have to say Green Bay. I'm not sleeping on the couch tonight. All right. We have a full Green Bay sweep. I'm not even going to ask about spread. I was already reluctant to pick them as a winner. We'll take yes, Green Bay that. money line. 23-24. Add that to the parlay. Um, and, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll wave it for those that are already waving your fingers. That's right. The light is streaming. Those listening on our podcast, put those fingers in the air. Green Bay's added to our parlay. We have a pretty big parlay this week. Let's go over. I think we're up to eight. Wow. So we And there's only three games left, so we're not going to pass that 12. But odds do get very heavy past the eight mark, uh, actually past the seven mark. So we're already in unfavorable land. Cincinnati, seven and a half point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. And it is another, in my opinion, disrespectful line. But money line, that's it on Bengals. <laughs> we have a Cincinnati money line from Kenny to start things off. I am Cincy money line as well. I think this is a mixin game. So if you're a mixin owner, you're going to be very happy. Uh, going to go over to you, Luke. Yeah, it should be should be the Bungles not bungling this. So seven and a half ain't happening. Ain't happening. <laughs> not at all. It's not even going to be yeah, close. Since he wins this game, it's going to be a close one. So swing those fingers in the air again. We have our ninth pick. That is right. Since he money line. Kenny's loving it. The odds must be rising on the side screen over there. Let's move on to a game that I first classified snoozer of the week, but it could be interesting. Jacksonville versus yeah, Las yeah. Vegas. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have it as snoozer. Las Vegas minus they have this two. Somehow at 48. That's crazy. They must know something we don't. But I mean, don't. Th- that is nine points more than New England, so I, I can't call it snoozer just based off of what Vegas is projecting. And we're going to have to see Vegas uh, road road favorites again. So we have another road favorite here. Um, projected to win by five is what I have. So uh, I'll start this one off with you, Luke. Who do you like in this game? I'm telling you right now, the Raiders are in full fucking destruction mode. I mean, it's almost impossible to not to at least score a field goal in the NFL. I mean, to get nudie lapped on national television Raiders, I mean, that's bad. Yeah. And I think I picked them last week. I, I think I did. Yeah. Did. I mean, to get nudie lapped on national television, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's embarrassing. It's so bad. Um, And I don't know what the Jacksonville Jaguars really are. Is Trevor Lawrence the answer? Is like a fraud. <laughs> the timing. The timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Great. Uh, you know, if is he really the answer? They went out and got Calvin Ridley today. Like, what? They. I don't they're know. Play, what the they're Jeff playing for the twenty twenty five Super Bowl for sure. So well, so are the Raiders. Like, what are they? Doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like this. When Devontae like, Adams is thirty nine years old. Yep. The winner is not the crowd, and I'm going for easy money. Yes, yeah. they're going for a tie, Ernest. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go for the. I'm going to go with the Jags. All right, we got our first Jacksonville pick, Kenny. I have to go Raiders because I refuse to put this as a part of the parlay. Wow, how do you know I'm going Jacksonville? I just, I'm not, I'm not chancing it. I, I'm ruling out. There's no audible on this game. Uh-oh. There is no chance that there's an audible on this game. Uh-oh. I will not put that in the parlay. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah! The ITO Audible has been called. No. Jacksonville will be I'm the winners. 
We I'm are not adding, adding it to the parlay. No, I, 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 we're not. We're not going to. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Uh, <laughs> if you're betting on this game, go get a cat scan. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I'm taking Jacksonville to win this game. Um, I wake I up every morning at 5:15 a.m. to not bet on games like these. Yes. So yeah. Stay away. Not not gonna happen. Ja- Jacksonville's gonna win this game. We're not gonna add it to the parlay. So all y'all just erase, scratch out. That was a joke. No ITL audible. Um, but if this next pick is not a BCMG guarantee, it's absolutely being audible. And we're going to go to our final game of the week. Before we do that, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate all the interaction. We hope you guys stick around as we go through the midway point of the NFL season. We love all y'all. Let's go right to it. Arizona versus Seattle and what's going to be probably one of the most watched games of the week. It's going to be very entertaining on this game. I'm sure the over-under is high. Um, Cardinals. Yeah, it's very high. So Cardinals, two-point two favorites right now on the board against the Seahawks at home divisional game. More than likely, uh, it looks like it's a one-point deficit for Arizona when you look at the points, but Arizona, two-point favorites. Let's let's start this one off with you, Kenny. Um, How do you like Arizona at home against Seattle? Like them a lot. Think they win. Give me Arizona money line. Arizona money line is the first pick here for our fire round pick. Go ahead, uh, Luke. Uh, I mean, you can't deny D Hop's presence. You can't. Uh, I, he has come back, and he's come back with a vengeance. And Kyler Murray is very happy to have DeAndre Hopkins back. Um, it's still ugly. It's still an in division game at home in Arizona. Um, I'm going to take the cards. Um, and there's another thing, Ernest. I can't unsee it now. Somebody tweeted last week and said Kyler Murray. Looks like he runs like he stole something from his parents. Yeah. And I can't I can't unsee it. Like a toddler running away from his parents. And I, I can't unsee Kyler it. Kyler Murray's also 0-1 since Modern Warfare 2 dropped. So that's a, <laughs> that's a tough look. That is true. That is true. It's so also. funny. What's so funny? You, you have they have to put that in his contract, right? And then you have Juju coming out and saying, Oh, well, me, Travis Kelsey, and Pat Mahomes, and we're all just playing Warzone together. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah because the, the, they aren't streaming it on twitch to yeah, like, yeah. tens of thousands yeah. of people till two yeah. in the morning yeah as we have two arizona picks now we it's see the, the meter the bcmg guarantee meter is rising here he's gonna pick seattle i absolutely am going arizona for this game i love the cardinals in this okay. game I think Arizona is 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 different with DeAndre Hopkins. Just feels different. Um, Cardinals are going to make that run. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cardinals. I'm gonna go against the Modern Warfare pick because it absolutely it's not wait X weekend is it? Does wait? No, nope. Warzone Warzone doesn't come out this week. Doesn't Warzone two out. Warzone yeah, two is not out this week. But so, is it double yeah. XP weekend for w- MW two? This matters. It might be. I don't I don't think so. But it just came out this week, so it might be. That's what I'm worried about. Like, what if he's up till four in the morning? He does have the later game, but still. The next double week XP weekend is. Oh, shit. It's this weekend. Oh, is it No. I'm backing him. I'm backing Kyler to end the streak. He's going to be 500 since MW2 drops. This is it. This is where we make a stand right here. Right here. Arizona, add it to your parlays. Arizona minus two. We're taking the spread. We're going crazy right now. It's going crazy right now in San Antonio. 
It's going crazy right now everywhere as fingers are waving everywhere. People are going crazy. And the parlay has officially been closed for this week. BCMG guaranteed parlay. You can contact Steve, the general Reisner for any sort of complaints on any sort of guarantees this week. Um, but as, as Kenny is going to calculate our odds, let's go ahead and run it. The BCMG guarantee. Let's sound the siren. All right, Kenny, where are we at? All right, so we got Patriots money line. We got Dolphins minus five. Oof. We got Eagles minus nine and a half. See the light line. We got Chargers money line, Packers money line, Bills money line, <laughs> Bucks minus two and a half, Chiefs money line, Bengals money line, and Arizona minus two and a half for plus 5,700. Wow. $10 to win $580. i am telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. Put $10 on the guarantee this week. It is slapping. It's not only hitting. It is slapping this week. We are hitting. We are putting our money where our mouth is. We are going to make this bet this week. I actually like this one the most. Even though we've already hit one, and we usually only hit one or two a year, I'm going to put money on this one. Write this one out, plus 5700 If you... Don't write this out. And I don't see comments that you guys hit on this. I'd be very disappointed in you. Very disappointed in all of you. Uh, if you if you stuck around the full hour and 12 minutes, we uh, we appreciate you. But we wouldn't be here without you guys. Thank you guys so much. Let's do our sign-offs now. Just Luke, let the people know where they can find you. Yep, you can find me at Sports Purgatory, a.k.a. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, right now. <laughs> um, uh, uh, or you can find me on Twitter at King of Hearts 82 right here down at the bottom. Uh, I'll actually be at the Penguins game. Hopefully they can stop the bleeding this week. Uh, they just got off a 6-3 win against Boston. So now we're playing Ooh. Seattle at home, and I will be at that game. So I will be live tweeting that game while I'm there. So, yep. Thanks for having me on, Ernest. Appreciate of it. Of course, brother. Thank you for being here and dedicated. My co-host for season four, Kenny Cottero at Hedge Pod. Sporting the Dallas Cowboys. Almost had a Rockets hat on. If they were winless still, he would have a Rockets hat on. Kenny, how's it going, bud? Tell the people where they can find your stuff. Uh, you can follow me at all social platforms at HedgePod. Live Monday through Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, looking like it's going to be a pretty good day of bets. Uh, I think we're on pace to go 4-1. and one. At worst, 3-2. and two, So we're profitable to start off November. And uh, shout out to our new sponsors, Last Mountain Distillery over there at the Competitive Hedge Podcast, local company here in Saskatchewan that does great job with their alcoholic products. Order some in. They got some great holiday specials. So appreciate you having me on, Ernest. As always, it was a ton of fun. Hey, absolutely. We have Pittsburgh. We have Saskatchewan. We have San Antonio on here. We usually have Phoenix. We have some Boston. We're all over the place, guys. If you want to be a part of ITL, reach out today. We'd love to have everybody on, even guest podcasts. We'd love to put our picks against yours and maybe have some fantasy face-offs. But we appreciate all of you. I am your host, Ernest Silva. Add into the lab pod is where you can find the social content as well as on your podcast, your favorite podcast station. So, we appreciate you guys, all of your support. Go follow all of our BCMG groups. You can catch us and find that link on my profile bio. But we appreciate you guys. Hope you guys have a great night. Hope you guys follow the BCMG guarantee. And good luck with your teams if they're playing this week. Six teams on by. Keep a lookout. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. 
Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow The Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.